0: So it's not much of a heavy lift in my mind, but still, you will require a little bit of development experience to be able to handle the kind of customizability that they, these guys are able to offer. But with this comes the, the flexibility of the customization, just because they are offering a lot more.
1: Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey, everyone.
2: Welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta your host and principal consultant at independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. There is typically a difference between open source and commercial e-commerce platforms. While you might save a little bit on the licensing with open source, it might end up costing the same with payment, processor, integrations, etc. Also there are several categories of e-commerce platforms in the market. A lot of them are owned by payment companies, but there are other platforms that are owned by agencies. Both have their pros and cons, but you need to decide what will be in your best interest. So where does Xcard fit in the value chain? In today's episode, we are going to independently review Xcard's capabilities. We covered many grounds, including how Xcard's unique capabilities for automotive and their integrations with several payment providers finally we covered their migration to recent version and unique customizability that might be available through other platforms with that let's get to the conversation
0: hello everyone welcome to today's show and if you are joining for the first time this is part of our e-commerce series for which we meet every Wednesday at 5:30 pm eastern we review one technology or the solution related to e-commerce for today we have a solution called xcart so this is going to be a very interesting discussion just because the way they are structured before we do that i'm going to quickly introduce myself and then we can get into the topic right away if you don't know me sam gupta principal at elevate iq Elevate IQ is the ERP e-commerce and digital transformation uh, consulting firm. We help our clients when they undertake any sort of e-commerce or digital transformation initiatives. We start from the strategy phase to the discovery analysis, change management, as well as the implementation. On that note, XCART is a very interesting solution in general. So I'm going to uh, do a quick briefing and then uh, we can get into the slides. By the way, if you are in the audience and joining for the first time, make sure you guys uh, post your questions and comments. We typically try to cover them during the show. If I run out of time, then we'll make sure that you receive your answers. On that note, coming back to Xcard. So Xcard is a very interesting solution in general. And when you look at any of the solutions that are going to be either tier two, that are not going to be well known, typically you would hear a lot of problems with those solutions. In the case of Xcard, it's slightly different because this particular solution does have very positive reviews in general, the way this platform is structured. Now, how are they trying to differentiate? Typically, even if you look at the commercial packages, they are always going to have some sort of affiliation with either the payment providers or they are going to have the affiliation in terms of what offerings that they might be trying to sell because for the most part when you look at the pure play e-commerce licensing revenue, for most vendors it's probably not going to be sufficient and that's why they are looking for those additional revenue stream. So Xcart has a very interesting play. They are owned by an agency. So now there are always going to be pros and cons in terms of the platforms that are going to be owned by the agency because agency obviously is trying to commercialize their services and that is the reason why they may have product. You are not going to find as much talent and the integrations as you are going to find with the other platforms that are going to rely primarily on the consulting base. For the most part, Xcard does not have that problem of different payment providers that they have as part of their ecosystem. So we'll review that. This is a very interesting platform. Now, there are also layers in terms of, when you look at the B2B play in B2B, also there might be some of the micro industries where you might require unique functionality. And uh, in those patches, some of the mainstream platforms may struggle so for example these guys are very well positioned in the automotive space in the automotive space in the aftermarket space typically there are going to be two problems number one is going to be the number of SKUs that they carry is just humongous okay to be able to handle those SKUs is going to be a huge problem. And then the way they are going to be working with their distributors that exchange, the catalog exchange, typically that is a very thick exchange from the e-commerce process perspective. So you require inbuilt functionality to be able to support those processes now if the aftermarket company is going to be working on some sort of bomb or if they are handling the the service workflow then typically that becomes very challenging as well because the platform natively must have support for these bombs so that the service providers that might be interacting with the commerce platform to be able to find the parts to be able to procure the parts that workflow becomes very 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 different and for the most part, the plain vanilla e-commerce platforms such as your Shopify, BigCommerce, they will not be able to support those processes. And you have some of the industry-specific e-commerce platforms that are going to be better at that. Even Magento, uh, which is very strong at B2B processes. But when you look at the pure play automotive processes, they are not going to be as strong there. And Xcard does have some functionality for the automotive verticals, especially when you look at their capabilities of handling the large number of SKUs, they are really positioned there. They are not going to have SD functionality. When you look at the the whole BOM workflow, they are not going to have all of that, but they are definitely positioned for automotive. And that is probably the reason why they are getting a lot of business. They are probably going to be a better fit for the automotive verticals just because of that unique functionality. So now I'm actually going to move to some of the slides So here, by the way, just to recap on our approach, we take, we study three or different four layers and typically we are looking at the market positioning, the product design is the another one. And we are typically trying to connect the dots based on all of these layers. And then we look at the user reviews as well, based on our hypothesis, if we are seeing any sort of trend on the user reviews. So that is the methodology that we follow for most of our reviews. Uh, if this is the first time you have looked at any of our reviews. So this is the market positioning. We are looking at how they have commercialized their story if they have done any sort of public release what was their story where were they trying to position are they consistent with their position in the market or have they made any sort of changes if they have made any sort of changes is the uh, product changed uh, accordingly or not so here they are saying number one thing that you might want to notice is it's a seller labs company. And when you look at the seller labs, they are a marketing agency, they are ad agency. And the only reason why they are carrying the e-commerce platform is because obviously they want to sell a lot more services. As I said, each of the approaches are going to have some sort of pros and cons. And when the platform is going to be owned by the Ad agency, their goal is going to be to sell a lot more follow on services. So they might create barriers on their platform for the other developers, for the other consulting companies. And there could be, again, you know, there are always going to be pros and cons in terms of uh, each of the approaches, but at least you don't have affiliation with the payment providers because, because if the platform is going to have the tight affiliation with the payment provider, then you know you are probably going to struggle uh, from the rate perspective if that is the only platform that is integrated with the platform. And if you don't have as many options out there, then that could be a far bigger challenge. Having a platform owned by an ad agency or the marketing agency is not as big a factor, just that you are not going to find as many consulting companies. And the platform might not be able to grow as much as Shopify, even though these guys have been there in the market for a very long time. They are not as big as Commerce or Shopify. The primary reason is because of their ecosystem. But again, that's not necessarily a red flag, but you need to keep that in mind to be able to evaluate whether this is going to be a red flag for you or not. Now, here, obviously, they have been in the market since 2001. So 2004, they are claiming that they have sold 10,000 software licenses, and they are not clear in terms of whether these were more of the brands or the users. So, we are going to see if we can find this information from somewhere else. Here, one more comment that I missed so, which is we founded Xcart in 2001 to be the first PHP e commerce platform. For the most part, any of the e-commerce platforms or the open source platforms are probably going to be very PHP based. This is a commercial platform, but even these guys are PHP based. For the most part, I would say 60 to 70 percent of the e-commerce platforms are going to be PHP based. So that's probably a good factor, because if you want any sort of consultants that might be working in multiple ecosystems so for them, the problem is not there Uh, of the talent, I mean, a PHP developer can easily pick up on this platform. So that's probably a plus for these guys. Now let's look at some more comments here. So they are saying three plus billion dollars. GMV of Xcart merchants in 2020. 3 billion is a is a huge number in general. Now, I don't recall the number for Shopify or BigCommerce. Obviously, they are going to be far bigger in general, but 3 billion is very big. So I don't know if this is because of their, the average customer size is going to be bigger or they have a lot more logos. We have seen that they have sold only 10K software license. So my assumption is going to be that they probably have slightly larger customers. Now they are saying 40K online stores in 111 countries around the world. And that's a big deal, guys, because if you are going to have the support for those countries, that means you are supporting a lot of different payment providers because each country is going to have its own nuances in terms of what payment providers and the processes that they are going to have. So again, I think this is a well-adopted platform internationally. So that's a huge plus for this platform. Now, 2006, they had hired the 100th employee. Now that's probably not consistent as much. So here they are saying they have $3 billion in the GMV, but they only have the 100 employees and they are doing the servicing themselves. So not sure if that's making a ton of sense, to be honest, because they are doing the support, they are doing the services, they are also doing the so even either their R&D spend is going to be lower or something is going on here that I am not able to connect with. But again, this is in 2006, 2011, they had raised capital by runa capital which is not the most known private equity and i don't know if they are private equity or some other investor so they are not as well known then in 2014 they had launched x card five so one of the backstory that probably we are going to review in one of the uh, slides but the backstory is that the way this platform originated initially what they were doing is they were doing just the one-time cost, I guess, from the platform perspective. And that's how they must have penetrated the market compared to your Shopify Commerce. But then, I guess, in XCart5, they released the monthly payment. And there were a lot of complaints about that, that the companies are not able to afford that. So, again, for the most part, most platforms are going to end up switching to your user-based or, or monthly so initially they might not have that but you will get that so again don't buy an e-commerce platform just because somebody is claiming that they are going to be cheaper for the most part every platform is going to be probably equally expensive in general uh, you know you need to figure out okay what you are losing with each of the platform when they are giving it slightly cheaper uh, in general the commentary that you are going to get in the e-commerce community is hey, I am a platform and I don't necessarily have the transaction-based fee or transaction-based charge, so I am going to be cheaper. For the most part, they might survive like that for a couple of years, but they might have to introduce because the amount that they are charging for the subscriptions, in general, it's very low, so they have to make money somehow. Either they are going to do it today or they are going to do it tomorrow after they have got the market share, that they were looking for and in general when the companies are trying to throw their offering for free they are trying to do that in the hope of gaining market share so just be careful with that because you know once you are on e-commerce platform there is going to be a significant cost that you need to invest with these e-commerce platforms so it's going to be your server, it's your brand so let's say if you are going to be changing the platform sometimes you might need to go through the rebranding exercise you might have implications from google perspective so it's not the subscription cost is probably going to be the least important element of your e-commerce journey so make sure you guys keep that in mind now in 2019 this is a very recent move they have joined forces with seller labs so again seller labs the reason why they have acquired it because obviously they want to have that control on the platform so that they can make the consulting dollars that's why they have acquired this now some more commentary here in terms of the payment providers i think this is one of the most robust platform that i have seen in my experience that has so many different integrations for the payment providers. And some of the payment providers, I don't even know if I have personally come across, to be honest, okay? So if I am looking at just the US, you have things like Moneris, you have things like NMI, Paya, Bambora. And again, a a lot of these platforms, you are not going to find with every single e-commerce platform out there. uh, For the most part, Shopify, e-commerce, they might have that. But that's probably it. Even the e-commerce platforms, they are not going to have as many payment provider uh, integration. So if you are selling in multiple countries, this should be one of the factors. And on the rating of payment provider, I think this platform should rank really high in general just because of the kind of you know, support they have, even though their ecosystem is not as big, the platform may not be as well known, but overall from the payment provider perspective, I'm super impressed, the kind of capabilities that they have. Now, here is the fee. And now uh, if you look at the fee, the fee may be slightly higher, I believe from Shopify, but I think that what they are offering as part of their platform, it's definitely a lot more in general, and that could be the reason why they have such a fee. But we don't know whether the fee is going to be per user per site or what are different variables, but in general, the way it is structured, it seems slightly higher than some of the other platforms that we have in the s m b space So here, in this particular plan, the standard one we are looking at one ninety nine per month highly customizable e commerce platform now, highly customizable could mean a lot of different things, so again, read between the lines. we are going to review their product design in terms of where. We have sensed that, okay, they have some customizability as part of the platform, which could be very handy, especially for the business users. Here, they are saying handle anywhere from one to a million SKUs. Guys, that's a big deal, even for the ERP systems, okay? So if you are going to have a million SKUs, if you are going to be in the aftermarket space, that in general is a big deal. And if they are able to handle that, this is a great platform. If you are going to be in the aftermarket space, again, you are probably not going to find those bomb layers. For that, you have tools such as Gen Alpha, and there are some other ones that are going to be in that space. But if you're looking at purely from the SKU perspective, you are in the pure play distribution, then this could be a great platform. And then they are saying flexible payment processors, which is great. Now, the second one is auto. And auto build on, so you are going to get everything that you are going to get as part of the standard. And then they have built on Xcart platform with these features designed specifically for automotive commerce e-commerce websites. Again, automotive e-commerce could mean a lot of different things, but if you are looking at primarily for just the automotive e-commerce experience, if you are looking for just the e-commerce purchase cycle more from the dealership perspective the aftermarket is going to have very different workflows in general so i don't know what their market is in general but based on these cues it does seem like they are probably serving the aftermarket but again i don't know whether they are going to have all of those bar that are going to be required to enable that purchase journey so that is something that you might want to dig into when you are reviewing the platform now the next line reads ability for customers to use ear make and model Search filter. So if they are trying to claim this particular functionality, this is applicable in the readership space. This is also applicable in the aftermarket space. So again, if you talk about the dealerships, they have far deeper functionality overall in terms of the 3D visualization of the car in the aftermarket space, you are not going to have that. In the aftermarket, you are probably going to have the visualization of those bombs. So again, these two are very different markets. So I don't know which particular market they are serving, but at least they have the native functionality for ear make and model that you are not going to find with the horizontal solutions unless you are looking for some sort of you know ip or custom theme with one of the agencies these guys seem to have that built as part of their platform now they have the garage feature ability for customers to save and reuse ear make and model search filter and this is probably going to be applicable in b2b i would say when you are really saving your Such preferences, and I don't know how involved this particular process is going to be, but seems like very unique for the automotive space and the automotive theme as well. So they, again, their target market is probably automotive. That's where they really shine. So they have a very thick functionality. And if you are going to go for one of those horizontal platforms, they might not be the best fit for this. Now, here they are saying, have as many vendors as you desire. And the reason why you are going to have these vendors is because, let's say, if you are doing your POs right from the e-commerce platforms, sometimes that could be a red flag depending upon how your processes are designed, what your architecture is. But let's say if you want your to collaborate with your vendors, and typically some of the ERP systems are going to support those processes because you have to have some overlap with your PLM pro- process because your R&D, the program management, the project management, They all need to collaborate with your vendors. So if you are keeping your vendors inside your e-commerce platforms, uh, you might need to keep these at multiple places. Sometimes that could be a need. So in this particular case, you are going to be keeping your vendors inside the ERP e-commerce as well as PLM. So again, design your processes in terms of what your architecture is and figure out if you need to keep it as part of the e-commerce platform. In some cases, that might be required. But again, figure out your architecture in terms of what you want e-commerce platform to do. Each vendor has their own catalog and manage their own orders. So now in some cases, you do need to have these vendors as part of your e-commerce platform, especially if they are going to be pushing their catalogs, the catalog is going to have pricing. Now, if your pricing resides inside e-commerce, then what you need to do is based on these catalogs, you need to update your pricing for each of the channel And I don't know whether this e-commerce layer is acting as the centralized channel for everything that you might be doing, including your B2C and B2B. In this particular case, it's probably going to be very B2B centric experience. But let's say if the e-commerce layer is acting as the pricing layer as well as the order management layer, then what you need to do is, Once you get the pricing from vendors, you need to update your catalog that you might be sending to your customers. That's a very thick, involved process, and that's why you need to have these vendors as part of your e-commerce system. But that handshake, how are these vendors going to be structured inside your ERP, what is going to be your handshake? Are you keeping pricing inside your ERP or not? These are some of the questions that you need to answer from the design as well as from the architecture perspective. But you might need to keep your vendors in the aftermarket verticals just because of that catalog functionality, if you have that. And it seems like they have the native process for that. Uh, other ERPs, other e-commerce systems are probably going to struggle with this. Now choose one of the ways to ship your goods from a single warehouse or from vendors' separate warehouses. Now, this could be slightly more into the uh, OMS realm or maybe in the ERP realm a little bit, just because you are doing number one drop shipping, number two you are doing the order uh, orchestration. Uh, that's a very distributed order management functionality, and typically you have the OMS systems that does that, but With them as well, you are probably going to run into a lot of issues in general. So again, depending upon the architecture and the design that you are trying to build and what you want your e-commerce layer to do, based on that, you might need to keep this functionality as part of the e-commerce layer. Now, some more commentary overall from the market positioning perspective. We are still on that segment right now. So, here they are saying installing new apps and updates. So, they are saying Xcard Classic, Xcard 4 is a developer friendly environment for sure. So, traditionally, they were very developer friendly the way the platform was structured, but then they had to change. Their approach, I believe, because of Shopify and BigCommerce, because obviously they are very business friendly in general, the way those platforms are designed, they might not have as many bells and whistles overall from the customization perspective. The customization is going to be more from the business perspective. So that is the change that they have made in the Xcard 5 that they had released. So they are saying, but it's rather hostile for an average user which is right as well. So depending upon the perspective that you are trying to cater, let's say if you are going to be very large enterprise, then you are probably gonna have a lot of developers, okay? Then in that case, you probably might want to choose for the customizability as well as the depth of the configurability as well from the developer perspective. But when you are going to be SMB, you are not gonna have as deep IT maturity. So you are better off going for something that is gonna be slightly more inclined towards your business user experience. So we made sure to improve both the admin navigation as well simplify the store setup in Xcart5. Um, that's what they have done. Besides, Xcard 5 is easier to upgrade due to its modular architecture. So they have done some changes uh, in the architecture as well, which is probably a good news because the upgrade and maintenance process, that itself could cost a lot of money. So they have simplified overall from the go-to-market strategy perspective, overall from the adoption perspective, which is probably a good sign uh, in general. While with Xcard 4, the upgrade process is basically a series of patches that you need to apply. So basically you are looking for a lot of developers. So now the platform is slightly more business user friendly. Again, that's a good sign. With XCard five, it takes just a couple of clicks and the process is fully automated. They are saying another benefit of modular structure is the ability to install the add ons and integrations with a couple of clicks from the built-in app store right in the backend. So their architecture now supports similar plugins and that could be the reason why they have so many different payment integrations just because the even for their own team the development is probably going to be easier for all of those plugins so this is a great sign that you know platform has made the right changes overall from the architecture perspective, they have invested a lot in general with the platform as well as architecture, great sign. Now, overall from the look and feel perspective, they probably have one of the best UI that I've seen. Uh, you know, it's very comparable to Shopify experience. Again, where when you are going to see a platform that is not as well known as Shopify or BigCommerce and you are getting this kind of experience, this is mind blowing in my mind. I have not seen the same experience with some of the other platforms that we have reviewed, uh including some of the open source ones. so this is probably a very, very good sign that these guys are really committed to the platform. They are committed for the experience for the most part for e-commerce, the user experience matters a lot. so whatever is going to be supported by your uh, base themes, I think that's going to be a big factor in general how your e-commerce experience is going to be, and that is going to drive what kind of conversion rate you are gonna get overall uh, from your e-commerce initiatives. Some more commentary here. Now, this is the screenshot that we have taken, and this is the experience that they are talking about uh, overall from the customizability, which is very unique. And again, I don't think even some of the mainstream platforms can do this. So here, what you're looking at is uh, you know, right at the page. So yes, when you are going to be looking at the other platforms, they can have the visual editor but those visual editors are going to be fairly limited in terms of what you can do with them for example they are going to provide four or five different options in terms of the layout yes you can change the image you can have probably 20 different options to design the website but let's say if you want to do uh, any unique uh, design then you will probably run out of options so here what you are doing is you have access to the templating language and you can modify these templates right inside the UI. So you are going to see the changes right away, which is mind blowing, but that does require a little bit of developer centric experience. So you definitely need to be savvy developer to be able to manage this, even though this is going to be an easy experience. For the most part, when you look at even Shopify today, if you look at their email templates, they are probably going to be utilizing some sort of templating language these days. So even they, have become very development heavy and the average business user today, they are going to have slightly deeper knowledge in terms of customizing these platforms. So they probably, are going to have basic knowledge about HTML, CSS. So it's not much of a heavy lift in my mind, but still you will require a little bit of development experience to be able to handle the kind of customizability that these guys are able to offer. But with this comes the the flexibility of the customization just because they are offering a lot more. So again, there are always going to be pros and cons of every single approach that you are gonna take. But I find this particular approach very interesting overall from the customization perspective. This is mind blowing. I'm really impressed. Now, here is the sort of the the changes that you can make with the labels. And again, very easy way of changing the labels and you don't need to go into the code to be able to do this. Again, fascinating the way they have done this. I don't know how many platforms can really support this kind of customizability. And that's probably the reason why they have such great positive reviews. So the approach that they have taken for the development as well as for the architecture and design, this is impressive. Now, this is the email notification. So for the most part, the kind of you know templates that you can have in this, you can do a lot more in general. Even Shopify is probably gonna have very similar capabilities, but the kind of templating that you are doing, you can literally dump your entire HTML. But again, you need to have a little bit of developer experience be able to handle this but again you are getting a lot more customizability overall in terms of the platform the kind of designs that you can support as part of your e-commerce workflows so again there is always going to be a balance between what is easy to use versus what is going to be customizable and these guys are slightly more on the customizable side may not be as easy to use for the average Business user. Now, some of the reviews. So this is a very recent reviews coming from 2021. This is the probably one of the only negative reviews that we can find, we could find on this platform. So here, this is a small business, 50 or fewer employees. They are saying, I have been using Xcart for for over 10 years. So they were probably happy on X card four. now able to hide price for certain categories. That's another feature set that you need to keep in mind, especially when you are looking at very involved B2B space where you are going to have a lot of different customer channels. You are going to have a lot of different personas, a lot of different buyers, and you are enabling the buyer journeys. And if you are going to be in the aftermarket space, for the most part, you are probably going to have these requirements and ability to hide price is one of the key features that you are going to require and that's probably the reason why these guys went with this platform because other platforms may not be able to do that natively. So here they are saying brands or products since some of these products can only be sold to authorized resellers and when you are going to have very deep layers of channels. When you have the resellers, uh, they might have their own distributors. Uh, You might be selling to B2B contractors. Those are the layers where this whole pricing functionality, the catalog exchange is probably going to be really handy. So in this particular case, they have a lot of resellers. That's why they require that pricing functionality. Now they are saying with XCART, we were able to accomplish that. Now they just recently moved to a monthly charge system. And then they are saying one-time fee to paying 5K a year. So uh, they are complaining about 5K a year that they are paying for this one. Now, if you really think about the e-commerce business model, the platform business model for the most part, 5K is a very small amount in general. So in this particular case, the user is complaining about 5k per year but for the most part companies will require that so if you're not able to afford that i don't know whether you should consider e-commerce as a channel so here the problem is not necessarily with the platform the problem is with the user because they haven't figured out you know what is the cost of e-commerce in general so again this is probably this negative review is probably not fair to the platform just because the problem is with the user and here by the way they have responded which is a good deal uh you know it's very rare to find a vendor responding so here they are saying we aren't forcing anyone to move to XCard five but it might sweet uh, you know your needs even better than XCard four so obviously they are not pushing as such but You know, vendors are trying to figure this out. Okay. They have to be on the subscription revenue. If they don't have that, they will not be able to sustain in the business. So, you want to be with a platform that is well financially capitalized and it is in, in your as well as platform's best interest to pay the subscription fee. So, again, don't choose the platform just because they are able to offer the one time fee arrangement or you know it might come across as cheaper in general if some platforms are going to be cheaper they will not be able to stay afloat because in general the running e-commerce business is very expensive and they will have to make money somehow either they are making money through the payment processor or some other ways so for the most part this is not the fair review uh, so make sure you guys are reading between the lines uh here we have some more reviews for so 2020 why i chose xcart in 2020 i compared the xcart platform to magento shopify and several others for choosing xcart was the reviews of their tech support team and in general when you are going to have a consulting team who is doing the development as well as support in general their reviews are going to be better so they are really happy about it uh, and for the most part, if you look at the trends in their reviews, they seem to be really positive, which is just, just mind blowing. You know, I have personally never come across of this platform before this review. So, you know, this is a, a surprise, uh, finding that they seem to have really good reviews. So they have done something right about this platform. So the least have helpful thing about Xcart is the third party integrations, uh, they have a lot of third-party integrations but obviously they are not going to be as comparable with your shopify big commerce so that's the drawback that you are always going to have with the non-mainstream platforms. Here, the reason you are going with Xcart is because of their functionality for automotive or maybe ability to handle number of SKUs. Other than that, you have to make some compromises. So here, the compromise is going to be in terms of the third-party integrations because the consulting is mainly supported by their own team. And there is only so many integrations that you can do. And by the way, when you are going to be talking to some of these apps, the best of breed apps that you are going to have, they are not going to have support for this platform. So there are always pros and cons of the platform in this particular case, since it is owned by the consulting company, the con here is going to be the number of integrations that you are going to need. um, You will not be getting those as part of this platform. So they they have tons of new ones coming on board weekly, but it's super annoying when I need to integrate with another company only to hear the other company say, "Hey, we can connect only with Shopify or Magento." Thank goodness for the developer network at Xcart. So for the most part, they are happy about it. Um, you know that these guys are trying to develop as many integrations as possible, but they are not going to have the same breadth as you are going to find with your Shopify Magento. Those ecosystems are far bigger, and then the developer network is far bigger as well. So that is the, the compromise that you are going to have with this platform. As a B2B company using XCart, we are solving order entry problems by allowing our freed customers the flexibility of creating an online order at their convenience. And that is the whole premise of the e-commerce platform, especially in the B2B space. That is the reason why they are using an e-commerce platform, just because they want to expose it to their trade partners as well as the customers so that the order entry can be done in the automated fashion so you are not spending as much on your sales team. Here they are saying eight years of rock and roll with Xcart and uh, the comment that we have is creating new plugins the way Xcart wants. It uh, maybe not complicated but hard to implement because of there are no hooks i guess that's what the user is trying to say even if you get everything styled correctly and with their some more comments here there's a bunch of structured styles i guess you have to cope with so i guess the whole problem is with the architecture and most likely the user is not liking the constraints that this particular platform has posed, and that's why they are complaining about it. But that is the problem that you are gonna have with most platforms, so I don't really see much of the issue with this particular problem. Now, one more review here, this is coming from 2019. So here they are saying, we ran into an issue with our ShipStation module not being compatible with the newest XCART version we were running this was not xcart's fault but the shipstation module was not current with the xcart version which caused some minor issues with importing and exporting order information for shipments now if you look at any of the mainstream platforms such as shopify bigcommerce they are probably going to have slightly superior release cycle with these platforms especially if something is going to be as mainstream as shipstation so typically they have the strategic partnership and they are going to align their release cycles with the non-mainstream platforms. This is the issue that you are going to get, especially around integration and their alignment of the release cycle. So even though the user is saying that, you know what, this is not X card fault, but you, know, you are probably going to run into these issues, this platform. 2017, so seems like used to be buggy and in general, with the e-commerce platforms as well as ERP platforms. In general, you cannot afford to have bugs. Your expectation is going to be that these platforms have been adopted, tested multiple times so that you don't get as many platform centric bugs. You might have the configuration centric defects, that's okay, but the platform centric bugs are definitely going to fire back. So here they are saying Xcart seems to be very buggy change one thing and it creates all sorts of random bugs that really mess with our sites. Now, it's very hard to read this comment, whether this problem is really with the user or it is with the platform. And the reason for that is because sometimes if you are going to look at any sort of B2B platform, it's gonna have many different layers. And if you don't have the consulting support, and if you don't have the sort of the data mapping experience. And even for the experienced consultants, it becomes very hard for them to be able to map these hierarchy because the way your hierarchies are going to be mapped, it's going to have implications somewhere else. So from your perspective, you might feel that this is some sort of bug or defect, but that might not be a defect. This might be a configuration issue, and that's why for the B2B, and this is where you know if you look at any of the ERP systems, the consultants play a very important role there because the way you are going to map your data, the way you are going to map your processes, uh, you, uh, you are going to see a lot more implications overall in your planning, in your procurement cycle. So the in the B2B space the consultants experience and the consulting experience matters a lot so these might not be bugs these might be configuration issues it might be a training issue of the user so platform May not be a problem in general when you are working directly with the OEM. And in this particular case, Xcart is providing their own support. So they are not going to have as much depth with the consulting experience. They are not going to, um, and they are typically trying to close the deal. So they are going to have some sort of package that they are trying to sell. And once the package is sold, then they might either charge you on an hourly basis, and if you're not getting the support, then you don't get that consulting uh, sort of uh, engagement where you need to be trained on the data model if you are going to be doing the maintenance and configuration on your own, and you need a little bit of training on the master data as well. These are some of the issues that you are going to have when you are working directly with the OEM who is trying to act as the consulting company as well. So this is the con for a platform, which is also going to be providing the support as well as the implementation on the platform. When you are working with the consulting companies, these issues are not going to be there just because they do a far better job overall from the implementation, training, change management. Here, that's not the case. So that's it for the session. So overall, again, if you're considering this platform, you should consider this. If you are looking for the automotive centric functionality, then this is probably a great fit. You are buying for the country specific functionality. This could be a great fit, but let's say if you are buying this only because the either pricing is going to be cheaper or they are cheaper than your Shopify right commerce, then this is probably not the best choice because then you are going to find a lot more integration overall in those mainstream platforms. So find out your critical success factors, why you are going for this platform. And if the critical success factors are going to be around the critical feature set that are going to be much harder to build in the other horizontal platform, then you should definitely consider this platform on that note that's it for today. if you joined for the first time this was part of our e-commerce series for which we meet every Wednesday at 5 30 p.m eastern so make sure you guys are going to be here next week we are going to come back with another uh, solution or the vendor on that note thanks everyone for tuning in tonight
2: thank you so much for listening into today's episode I always pick up learnings from our reviews and hopefully you picked up some learnings for yourself as well